0: Hey, it's Swedenborg Morning Life Live, and today I'm excited because we get to be asking, will the devil be released after a thousand years? And, and what time is it right now? You know, yeah, is it a thousand right now. years or no? I'm Curtis, my job is host tonight, and this is Dr. Jonathan Rose. Hey, everybody. Who is not only the series editor of the New Century Edition, but also the co-host of this show. Is it true? So, this show uh, couldn't happen without all of you, and we couldn't tackle topics like this without all of you, so if you wouldn't mind... Like and subscribe, show your support, make your support official. You know, it's already in your heart, make it on the screen. And also get your elevator into the chat. This is a if you're new to this, this is a chance for you to really make us uncomfortable. <laughs> Give us topics, succinct little topics out of a from a Swedenborgian point of view that you'd like to hear us summarize and try to sell in sixty seconds with no preparation. How fun is that? Get your ideas in there. We'll move on. All right, let's get to the, the main um Ground we want to cover here, and as always, this is spurred by something you guys asked that's right in the past, particularly from this episode of Good questions yeah,
1: we had an episode of good questions and and during that show, we had a question come in live about the millennium, and frankly, we were a little short on our ability to answer it. Uh, we needed a little more research, a little more time to reflect and everything, so tonight we're going to be able to take advantage of the situation and be able to answer that more fully.
0: As long as you guys weren't reading ahead, let me introduce the question to you. So this is, uh, Juan asks, What does John's revelation mean when talking about the devil being let loose after what is known as the millennium? And what is the meaning of those thousand years?
1: Mm. That's right. Millennium is Latin, 4,000 years. Right. And this is a ref- reference to the book of Revelation.
0: But that, that is, you know, a sub- headline or, you know, what are we talking about? The devil's gonna come out after a thousand years and uh, Why a thousand and why are you letting the devil loose? And it seems like this and brings up a lot of questions.
1: As you say, when did it start? Is that gonna happen? Yeah. Has it already happened? A thousand or? years from when?
0: Yeah, because yeah. uh, right. if it's not gonna happen in my lifetime, what do I care? But if right. it's gonna happen now, right, I don't want the devil running around. Okay, so let's figure this out together and the way we're gonna start is by, as always, we're gonna look in mm. within to start getting us thinking about the meaning of this story as it applies to our own lives. Let's hit the icebreaker. So we want to start to th- think. <laughs> I mean, we haven't been thinking so far, so let's start. Yeah, it's pretty hot today here in the East Coast. Yeah, I'm talking about, let's start to think about the inner meaning of this story. Because the the, the premise uh, that, that Swedenborg brings is that all these stories in the Bible, but the Bible's value is that it is a container for this deeper spiritual meaning that gives this uh, invaluable revelation about how life is and how we are individually as well as collectively. Hmm. So, so let's tap into that and let's, let's see if we can't get a sense of what this story could be about by the very question we're about to be posed. We're going to answer it here. You guys answer it in the chat. At the end, we'll take a look at your answers. What's, what has helped to remove blockage and allow you to rise up into a higher state of mind? And mm. already, look what we're doing here. You have the question of, why is the devil gone away for a 1,000 years? That's a very particular kind of question. It's right. the kind of question a lot of people might scoff at and say, why are you even messing around with that fake stuff in the first place? Right. It's also it take a, some a, background in the Bible. It's a very, it's a very like, almost science fictiony question, or it could be historical of the devil. It's very weird. It's just, yeah. it's way far out there, and it's about somebody else far away and all that. And then you have this question, which is very like pop psychology, self help kind of interest. Looking backed. within. Yeah. yeah, right. Are you, these two things are related? And and if so, how? Okay. I I don't think so. Let's answer the question first. So we okay. Do you think?
1: Well, I'll take a shot if you want. Um, uh, As I reflect about this, actually uh, what has helped to remove blockage, like you're really talking about stuff that's stuck in your mind, you know, patterns and things like that, where you get stuck in certain thoughts or feelings, you loop around and loop around. Uh, Frankly, the thing that's helped to remove those is sometimes kind of painful experiences. Swedenborg talks about shattering experiences, yeah. sometimes we go through them in this world, sometimes we go through them after death, he says, and those help to sort of bust things up and get you out of old patterns, and I have yeah. to admit, sometimes when I've been through a difficult uh, medical thing or I've been through you know, some grueling psychological problem or some painful life circumstance, it's actually, sometimes I can look back and see, hey, that kind of that situation just sort of got resolved on its own. Yeah. Uh, by that, so it seems like one of the benefits of going through painful times, and it allows you to rise up to that next level, which I couldn't do on my own. You know, yeah. it kind of came in and took care of it.
0: I I hate admitting it because I still am very much like protesting the fact that there is suffering in life. I yeah. just, just feel I'm like uh, totally un, uncalled for, and, and just and <laughs> I'm so so um, de- demoralizing to go through. I will say, though, absolutely, hard things. Uh, sometimes, it depends on how hard they are, you know, but there's a certain sweet spot of something that uh, you would think is an inconvenience or annoying or, or or scary to its own extent, but almost immediately in going through, I can feel like, oh, this is making me remember what's important in life. And yeah. it's also, this is shaking me out of my little fortress, because what whenever things are going well for me, I'm not spiritual, and I don't care. <laughs> this everything's going Isn't well for me. I ah, forget all of the, yeah, these principles, right. and God yeah. is the source of everything. You and don't let's really apply this. Oh, actually, never mind. I'm, I'm good. So you can <laughs> see very easily when that stuff is triggered. It does uh, uh, call me back. I can see. I could see evidence that maybe it is being used as a tool to move us higher and higher. Okay. So that's for us, just because we agree on this one doesn't mean you have to. What about for you? What's the answer? We'll check it out at the end. Yeah, I'd love to hear. All right. So now that we've gotten thinking about that, let's begin to set up our ability to tackle this question about the millennium, because you can't just come into this one cold. There's a lot of backstory, and we're going to give it to you now. I like the orderly way. Something?
1: Just like the orderly <laughs> way you're going about it, like you said it up. You have your yeah. ice iceberg.
0: You yeah, yes, right, right, right. Set it up, well, you it's know.
1: Just, it's, it's just a good, good way to attack good practice, best practices.
0: It's a good, a good writing team that we have. So let's figure out how, what do we need to do to get to the place where we can even ask this question. Mm. There's so much going on in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is the weirdest book in the Bible. I would grant you that. Okay. I'm not ready to fight you on it, but (laughs) I will if it comes to that. It's the weirdest book in the book of Revelation. It's very strange. It would seem perhaps the least applicable to your life because you could, if you were just trying to look at the Bible as a text that, oh, look at this, Noah does this, and he has to make moral sort of calculations, and is that some kind of proxy for my life even though there's not a lot of genuine morality in there, okay, I could see how this could be some kind of cautionary tale or something, but the Revelation book. Mm. How's that going to be? How's that going to be something for life?
1: Crazy and terrifying and haunts people's nightmares. And, yeah.
0: and so you would think Swedenborg coming in and breaking this down in this amazing fashion to become this practical stuff that helps us in our lives, he probably just skipped over the book of Revelation, right? The book of Revelation, friends and, and countrymen, is the, the most Swedenborged book of the Bible, bar none.
1: He really went after it, didn't he? Multiple times,
0: multiple sets of multiple books sets about of books about the Book of Revelation
1: and what it means.
0: Yeah, and so you know, trying to do our little part, we have done a lot of work on the Book of Revelation, and this sets our scene here. We have to summarize not all of it, but the relevant background that would lead us up to this point. So, would you just give us a ten thousand foot view? What is Revelation?
1: Okay, well, to Swedenborg, the Book of Revelation is a prophecy about things that at the time that the book was written. Back you know shortly after the time of Christ, yeah. uh, these were a prophecy of things that were to come, but a lot of people uh, over time have taken it as being about worldly things, about the Emperor Nero or it's about stuff that's going to happen yeah. you know at some point in, in this world, it's about political things and yeah. so on. But Swedenborg says that it was all about events that were going to happen in the spiritual world, and that he got to witness those events and they happened in the year 1757. He's even so specific as to put a a year on it. That's right. And so he says that the language in the book of Revelation was talking symbolically about things that were going to occur and he got to witness them.
0: Yeah, and do we start to see how we can link these fantastic seeming events to our psychological processes because the spiritual world is just upstream from us on the consciousness chain. So things that change there actually change how we can think what options yeah, that's are available.
1: Right. That's right. And so if we can look at some basic kind of equivalence that he draws, I know to people who are brand new to this, this, this may be to seem the crazy. The or people who are brand new have already like clicked away. So okay, everyone thanks right. for thanks for watching again. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's look at some of these equivalents that we've got. Okay. So uh what it's talking about is that there'd be a buildup in the world of spirits of false doctrine and false teachers these are people who used to live here they die and they go immediately to that other world and they still have the same kind of thoughts in their head okay this would confuse good people coming into the afterlife who believe those doctrines making it hard for them to proceed toward heaven so they're good people but they've got uh bad thinking going on you know they've been taught stuff that's not right and it's making it difficult for them to proceed because you need a certain degree of truth to get there yeah evil people in this world of spirits this world of spirits is halfway between heaven and hell and it's where we all go right after we die that's right and so evil people people who recently left this world would find ways to latch onto these good people and avoid dealing with the consequences of their evil yeah. almost like two boxers in the ring who grab each other kind of thing. Right, you know? right, right. Like, like they're latching onto each other even if there's no real connection so between there's them.
0: A scene, there's a scene that would develop that would hamper the, dev- hamper the growth of people that were coming in. Because these people would be all over in the spiritual world where they weren't supposed to be, it would mess with all of us as we try to transition out of this world to right. the next. That's okay? right. And then yeah.
1: And when the time was right, God would sort it all out and restore order, starting a new spiritual era. So that's kind of the big picture sweep of what Swedenborg says the actual inner meaning of the book of Revelation is.
0: Right, and so Swedenborg says Revelation symbolically tells this whole story and we have a bunch of shows about it. Uh, We We do, uh, About God's preparation leading up to the Last Judgment. Check these all out. Pause your screen. Go click on them. Um, And then we also did a show about some of the strangest creatures in the book oh, of Revelation, because right. he may have forgotten just how weird it gets in there, many heads, more horns than heads, crowns uh, than eyes Eyes th-
1: covered with, yeah. You know, okay, weird.
0: so check those out if you really want your backstory, and even, maybe this episode will inspire you to check them out afterwards, but then we get to the part we're actually talking about.
1: Yes, that's right. So the passage that Juan was asking about comes toward the end of the book of Revelation. It has 22 chapters, and what he's talking about comes up in chapter 20, and Swedenborg says this has to do with God helping good people. So you saw from that screen that we just had up there that good people were getting stuck. They had the wrong kind of teachings in their head. They were connected with evil people without realizing that's who they were. And so this has to do with helping good people get safely to heaven who'd been stuck for a long time because of that tangled mess in the world of spirits.
0: And those good people, we talked about them extensively in our show, Souls, the meaning of the book of Revelation, Souls Under the Altar. So Yeah,
1: those are the the people. So let's have a look at the passage. This is Revelation chapter 20. It proves it's actually in there. First three verses. Then I saw an angel, and there's a really weird detail, even weird for the book of Revelation in here. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven. Okay, that's pretty normal for the book of Revelation. You're hyping up too much. Holding in his hand the key to the bottomless pit. and a great chain. Okay, Okay, he's got the key to the bottomless pit, he's got a great chain. A lot of people have that. He sees the dragon. Who's this dragon? Well, there's been a dragon hanging around in the book of Revelation since chapter 12. And it says that ancient serpent who is the devil and Satan. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what Juan was talking about in his question. Yes. Dragon equals ancient serpent equals devil Devil equals Satan. Satan. Okay. So this angel comes down, he's got a chain in his hand, and bound him for a thousand years. He tied him up. Wow! You know, neutralized him. Right?
0: Well, and if he's all that stuff, the devil Satan and all that—that's a bad dude. This is great news. That's
1: right. This is great news. And threw him into the pit. This is fantastic. <laughs> and locked
0: and sealed <laughs> oh, it over it gets, him. Oh, it's better and better.
1: Yeah, this is great. So that he would deceive the nations no more. This is fantastic news. We, okay, we're we're, we're you know, free of that we're, we're set. That's it's not going to happen again. Oh until the thousand years were ended <laughs> so there's going to be a thousand years where this this devil or satan is tied up and then check this out after that he must be let out for a little while
0: <laughs> what it says like um you now, know, okay we can go listen we can go to this shore for a, for for four hours but then we gotta come back because the dog has to get let out like i know it's very weird and i've got to say
1: seriously If you were able to tie up the devil and Satan so that he would deceive the nations no more, why would you ever let him go? For however, even, okay, it's been a thousand years. Well, it's only fair to give him a shot. Why? Like, why not just keep him tied up? It doesn't make
0: sense. The character of the devil, I mean, as it's presented, is not just... Oh, this is a person who's done some things wrong and wants to make it up. Let's give him This is the incarnation of evil. Evil embodied, is, is yeah, the, the, right. the diametric opposite to God and to the human race, c- trying to go kill everyone and torture them forever. This is not somebody you're like, okay, let's, good behavior, we're going to parole you. So, we, what? Yeah,
1: you've, you've been. You've been decent for a thousand years. We'll just let you out for a little. while. It makes no sense. What, what, what is that talking about? So let's. and, and, but, and, and tell me what, what about these thousand years? Because so, that was part of Juan's question.
0: Yeah. Why, why include that detail? Why a thousand? Why is a thousand years sufficient, and not a f- oh, hundred years or not? And even if it's a thousand years,
1: aren't you nervous the whole time about yeah. like, oh, pretty soon it's going to end. Then we're going to let them go. Yeah. That's you know? right.
0: So this is where Swedenborg starts to break down that this is a story about spiritual things. And their space and time are properties of the physical world. Yes. So you can't actually measure something spiritual in physical years. So that number thousand has to be symbolic of something. So this is Ah, how he describes it in Apocalypse Revealed. All right, here we go. A thousand years does not mean a thousand years.
1: I love Swedenborg.
0: (laughs) Isn't that like a nineteen eighty four like freedom is slavery, truth is falsity, right? (laughs) But a while but a thousand years does not mean a thousand years. What he's talking about is you don't take it that literally. It doesn't actually mean it's not a thousand years.
1: One more than nine hundred and ninety nine or something. That's not what we're talking about.
0: But what is it? But a while or a period of time? Because in the spiritual world, that is the symbolism of a thousand. And it
1: actually makes me think he's talking about a process. Yeah. I, you know, it, it's a process that's going to take a certain amount of time. Yes. But it's not specified. It's not exactly a thousand.
0: Well, Hughes again gives some some support to this. The reality of this is something I've been told from heaven, where none of the, these numbers are found in the word that exists there.
1: Oh, so there's a Bible in the afterlife as well, but has no numbers in it? It doesn't say a thousand years there? Yeah, you didn't know that? <laughs>
0: this is, uh, th- but this is, this is something we covered in a couple of recent I News I learned from a Heaven lot from e- this show. A couple of recent News from Heaven episodes. Um, that you actually do, that whatever this thing is, the word that we. Re- actually, I'll finish this quote, then I'm going to say okay, quick, I'm quick. starting to talk too long, and we're in this little box in the corner. It's just not appropriate. <laughs> but instead of the number, some property. Instead of a thousand, a period of time. So let me let me now say what I was okay, so say. Okay, so he's before. spiritualizing yep. it. Okay. Um, oh, oh right, we got to go to the next quote anyway. So I'll just say it right here in this this bottom corner box. Um, there y- you have um, this spiritual world where you have the word that exists in some way there it's free of of numbers and things we receive it as a strange description of this story of dragons in a thousand years but there it's something that makes much more intuitive sense it just it just needs this casing on this level because it preserves it in different ways so that and
1: if the bible was expressed in purely spiritual terms we'd hardly understand it. I mean it needs yeah. to say things, that we, we kind of get the idea of what a thousand years well, are. You you get Or um, a dragon, or a bottomless pit, or something. Yeah.
0: How are you guys enjoying us in this corner? We're gonna stay here for one more second. Yeah. Because sure. how would you, look at Swedenborg, when he's trying to describe this stuff and he'll say, the goodness of the truth of goodness, of the celestial, of the spiritual, of the natural, the rational. He's trying to describe this stuff, and having to use terms that that you and I can even uh, may, I won't speak for you, but even his basics, what is goodness, oh. what is truth. I'm you're still working on just it. Just puzzling over those, what he means. But everyone knows what a dragon is. Everyone knows what a thousand years yeah. is. That the Bible a chain. Ha- a chain. That's a right. Yeah. The Bible has to have these concepts that can be passed down and translated in language and whatever else they need to be in order to go. Okay,
1: so... But they hold the spiritual contents They hold contents the spiritual
0: it. contents. Okay, let's okay. look at this next. AR, this is AR 855. I can testify that angels... and this is where we start to get into, how are you just going to say a thousand years means a, a process instead of a thousand yeah. years? This is where I can testify that angels do not entertain a natural idea of any number, as people do, but a spiritual one. Mm. Indeed, they do not know what a thousand years is. What are you talking about a thousand years? But only, that's the impression of an angel, but only that it is some interval of time, cool. short or long, short or long, which can only be expressed as a while, like in a minute, you know, a it's a while. Wa- so it's
1: not going to be quick. It, it, it's a process, yeah. uh, and it's going to take a while. There's some passage where Swedenborg describes, uh, I, th- I can't remember, I think it's him sitting down with someone in the spiritual world and trying to explain to them about don't you remember about years? Like the sun goes around the no, that, not yes. getting it, and, and and the guy just like, you yeah. know, it's like once you're in that spiritual world, it just is meaningless. This idea of how long it takes this one ball of dirt to rotate around this other ball of fire or something. It's
0: and we may think, look, we've got we've got the rational, logical world laid out here. If you're all hippy dippy angel and don't you throw your clock away, but the time doesn't make any sense. Uh, And I'm not talking about in the, like, uh, relativity, it slows down when you go really fast, like it's probably not relativity. That's not what I'm talking about. What what I'm talking about is how an hour doesn't feel the same from one hour to the next.
1: Well, we do experience that, don't we, yeah. You can, you can. It's definitely true, if you're in the waiting room you know, an hour's a long time. <laughs> you don't know. Whereas if you're watching uh, sports or something, it's like, it like a shot. It's man. gone, it's man.
0: And, and you say, okay, I'm gonna plan to, to go on vacation for four days. Is it gonna feel enough to recharge you or is it not? You don't know until you get there. Yeah. This, there is this, we are operating under this sort of artificial time that the physical world makes possible because of its consistency. But really, we, we are creatures of state.
1: We're already on spiritual time. Yeah. And the, the, yeah.
0: there, a thousand years, is actually as long as is needed. So this is, as you start to see this as a part of a larger process, which we'll be getting into in a second, Uh um, you know, this is only uh, as long as is needed. Okay,
1: yeah. Okay, so why don't we look at some of the other, like, meanings here that we're talking about, right? right?
0: So this is a a little breakdown. Okay,
1: the angel coming down. There was an angel that came down with that key and everything. God's power coming down into the lower regions, and it means the lower regions of the spiritual world. So that divine power came down, so that angel coming down yep. to deal with something. The dragon equals corrupt leaders in the world of spirits who were teaching salvation by faith alone without goodwill. What that means is that only your faith is necessary to save you. It really doesn't matter what kind of life you've led. Swedenborg says it's actually false. And that was corrupt teaching and so this is a compared to a dragon in the book of revelation the angel binding the dragon for a thousand years is that this divine power forcibly separated those corrupt leaders from the rest of the people in the world of spirits Swedenborg got to witness this happening okay how about the other images there okay shutting the dragon in the bottomless pit
0: yes what are you doing
1: means cutting off communication to prevent those leaders from inspiring heresy into those being raised into heaven. These were other people who were being raised into heaven and that communication needed to be cut off but so that dragon was shut up in that bottomless pit.
0: So it's not just solitary confinement. This is this is a protection of some group.
1: That's right. Till the thousand years were finished means until people in the world of spirits who were led by goodness in their hearts could be safely raised into heaven. So you had to kind of sideline the dragon for a while to release these people, these people with souls under the altar and everything. Well here we get to the one that you were... And here's the one... ...freaking out about This is the one I was freaking out about. Dragon must (laughs) be released for a while after those thousand years. Then those leaders, those people in the world of spirits, would be set loose and allowed to have communication with those who were left in the world of spirits who were not in this category of already having goodness in their hearts necessarily, they hadn't been sorted in the same way. Mm. And so, and we'll talk a little more about why that was absolutely necessary. Right, so, uh, then. That, that's, you know, that may sound like crazy no, talk, like how no. could it mean all
0: that? It's and yet
1: in a certain way, you yeah. start to feel like, well no, there's a pattern to this thing, yeah. there's some order to it, and yeah. it's not just random. So it doesn't symbolism. sound
0: crazy. It's, it's Obvious once you read it. No, I'm just kidding. Good, right, right. The, we're talking correspondences here, but look at how this story is suddenly turning from like a couple of mythological beings to like to human dynamics, and we're seeing like the interplay in the spiritual world, true, but of corruption and religion and how it takes people's mental and emotional conditions hostage. This is sounding a lot less alien than an angel locking a dragon up in a pen. And
1: forever. and the issues are things that are still issues in Christianity and other religions today. You know, I mean they're. These are live issues, these are still being debated about what what
0: do you need for salvation. Then where does the story go from here? Okay, well let's pick
1: it up in the book of Revelation just a few verses later because I think you can actually see some suggestion of of these groups here. Uh, Revelation 20 verses 7 to 10, when the thousand years are ended, so the text continues, Satan will be released from his prison that's the part that i have difficulty getting and will come out to deceive the nations like he'd been shut up to yeah. not deceive the nations now he's going to come out to deceive and, them
0: again and you you're this this is really going to be really bad when you're put on trial for letting satan out and they pull up this manuscript and you say oh yeah we knew he was going to go to deceive the nations yeah there the was a prophecy again. that you were going to do this. <laughs> like you knew letting him out, he was going to cause all this. Yeah, problems. right.
1: And we'll come, he, it's not like he's reformed or something. Yeah, right. He'll come out to deceive the nations at the four corners of the Earth, Gog and Magog, in order to gather them for battle. This is what's referred to as Armageddon. They are as numerous as the sands of the sea. They marched up over the breadth of the Earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. Would okay, you see so picture? this is the attack. Here they come. they're attacking there they are in the picture big battle and how long does the battle last it's about eight words and fire came down from heaven and consumed them boom dealt with so it wasn't like this mighty everybody thinks oh no the dreaded showdown of armageddon it doesn't take a second in scripture and so what happened to the devil now this was this is the dragon and the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were other bad characters that have been dealt with. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Okay,
0: so that sounds. Sad, I've got but, I've got a pro. I've got some problems with this. Okay, because not only yeah does it make it more nonsensical that you're locking up this dragon beast for a long time, then letting him out when you know he's going to do this and cause all these problems, and then you start to feel sorry for him at the end because tormented forever and ever, and and this fire comes down from heaven. It just seems like he even gets to the
1: how is attack it? phase, and all of a sudden yeah. he's dealt with boom.
0: How is any of this beyond just the primal kind of one tribe of chimpanzees attacking another tribe of yeah, chimpanzees? Yeah, right. So let's let's look at... Are you guys starving for another list? Let's look at another list. This is the symbolism in that part of the story. So Satan gets released from prison. What is that? After the Lord safely brought good people from the lower earth into the new heaven, the corrupt leaders were let loose. Because you had this group of people who would have been too susceptible to that, but they were safe now, so let's let these guys out. And why? going out to lead the nations astray as they recruited people in the world of spirits. This is this great sort of gathering place, and it's a free market of ideas here, so there are some people who gravitate towards what these people are having to say. Gog and Magog, specifically people who practiced external religion with no inner worship or goodness.
1: Yeah, that first wave of people were people who were good at heart. Right. This is, these are people kind of going through the motions, but there's not any real depth there. This, and this is who's
0: vulnerable. It's people who say, hey, I'm religious, but I don't actually love you, and I, I don't care d- I about it. D- I anything. don't really Yeah, have and, the love going on. And that's the people who could easily be brought in, brought in by these teachers who said, look, religion says you can do this, religion says you can do that. Yep. To gather them for battle, this crowd rose up against those who worshiped the Lord, and lived a good life. Uh-huh. And look at that. So, so right there, the Gog and Magog, the, these people who had this external religion but no internal goodness, they just needed a little push from these false teachers, and then they're like, let's go kill everyone who, go who did what? Him. Worship God and live a good life. Mm. That, that shows that, <coughs> excuse me, that there's, there's how depraved the internal condition is there. That's right. That you're just ready to move on. Mm. That. Surrounded the camp of God's people, Scorned and tried to destroy everything connected with the new church, which is the thing that was coming after this whole uh, last judgment and its doctrine of living a good life in service to God and the neighbor. Then, here at the battle. So they surrounded it. They scorned and tried to destroy all that. Right. Right. Did it work? Here we get to the violent part of the story. Okay. Fire came down from heaven and destroyed them. What's that fire? Is that God's wrath? What's going on? They were destroyed by their own hellish
1: passions. ah passions equal fire right okay which that
0: is throughout all Swedenborg fire right. is fire
1: passion. equals passion go- whether good or bad it you know, could both be good sides, or bad
0: right. it's the fire of that that destroyed them and the devil who led them astray was cast into the burning lake people caught up in these hellish passions fell down into hell and what's hell hell is being consumed by those having those passions mm. run your life. So mm. this, and you look at now, it's like, oh, I get it. The fire coming down from heaven, in the first appearance is like, oh, God is nuking him. But really, this is just how it's written correspondentially. It's, it's, look, you give your life to hating goodness and attacking people. How's that going to turn out for you? Is it ever turn out well? Hmm. It eats you alive from the it inside It eats out. you alive. And that's, that's the Cast punishment. your spirit down. And, and that, that's
1: a, It's a self-caused, self-inflicted wound.
0: And in afterlife in the spiritual world what you love and believe dictates sort of how heavy you are if you will
1: right and the good didn't get harmed yeah and the bad people their, their fire came back on themselves oh
0: and they got to choose what they love and they got to go after their passions and even um, probably those people based on some other conversations Swedenborg had the people who are in that lake you know the, those burning passions would say I don't want to be somewhere else this no is, this is where my heart that's is, right you know that's right so let's is that all wrapped up? Oh, no? Okay, well, let's explore it a little more. It's time for our three seats. Okay, this is where we've done some heavy lifting getting to this point. But now we can just kind of sit back and let these ideas wash over us. Because okay. we've got these three distinct sort of uh, insights into what the whole thing means and that Swedenborg lays out here. Right. So the first one we're going to get to is about the dragon being temporarily restrained.
1: Surely one of the most bizarre points in this
0: evening. You heard this gentleman freaking out about <laughs> it. I just like to think of you, distinguished scholar Dr. Jonathan Rose, freaking out. It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon was entirely removed for a time in order that the people who had been hidden away by the Lord might be raised from the lower earth. Without being led astray by the dragon, ah, people as they were being raised.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they were in danger from the dragon people, right? And so oh, from the dragon people, I was like yeah, dragon right. people, and so. Right, they were a, they were granted safe passage, so that's why you had to be tied up for a while. Yeah, because that just would have damaged them, and there's no point. So but you go ahead, move m- across.
0: My confusion over the, that hyphenated phrase there underscores a very important point: that that's what was a dragon in the story is dragon people. It's
1: people. That that's right, right. Dragon people, people.
0: are this. The, the revelation is all about us. Yeah, and we are people. You're not going to get anything Our there that, o- that only applies to some supernatural being that's beyond. Why do you need to know that anyway? You need to know about you and and how to live a good life and avoid the pitfalls, you know, that that are trying to ruin your potential. That's true. Consequently, the text also says, so that it should not lead the nations astray anymore, which symbolically means to keep them from inspiring any of their heresy in those other people. This event occurred in the world of spirits, like we said, which is midway between heaven and hell, Mm. and it took place in that world evil people have dealing... uh, Because in that world... It's hard to read... Evil people have dealings with the good while the good are being prepared for heaven and the evil for hell. And the good there are tried, kind of like the shattering experiences we were talking about, and tested by having some association with the evil and being explored as to their character and constancy.
1: Oh, I like that character and constancy. Yeah, it's a little scary to think about, but it's like each side is kind of being tested and proved against the other.
0: Yeah, well, and Mm. to to be able to get to heaven... You have to have a process where the negative stuff is pulled out of you. That actually, this evil that you can encounter helps do that for you. And God is managing this whole equilibrium so carefully that good people can get removed from that. Evil people could commit to their evil so they're not tormented by having good and evil in them at the same time.
1: And that can happen simultaneously for both groups. Yeah, right, right, right. Which is amazing. It's a
0: good trick. The good are meant by the nations that the dragon people were kept from leading astray.
1: Yeah, so it said, deceiving the nations. Yeah. Those were good people.
0: Yep. Right. It can be seen from this, that the dragons being cast into the bottomless pit, shut up, and having a seal set on it, symbolically means the Lord removed entirely those who are caught up in falsities as regards their faith, and took away from them any communication with the rest, to keep them from inspiring any of their heresy in people being raised into heaven. Mm. And this is not because oh, I don't want, it. people and they are going into heaven are my favorite people, and so I don't want them to suffer at all. The other people I will let suffer. If you're already being raised into heaven, that means the process is completed, and the suffering from com- in coming into contact with this evil doesn't do you any good. Absolutely zero harm is allowed in the universe where good cannot come out of Can't it. Can't come out of it, just it,
1: pointless yeah, suffering. But right.
0: Even though it may seem like that to us, the promises. is, everything is being orchestrated so that even though things absolutely are terrible, and I'm not a fan of them, in the end, uh, uh, you know, by the time we're talking about eternal life, they, there's some good has come out of it.
1: So if there's no point in interacting with the dragon, the dragon will be tied up and yep. you release all those people and they can cross into heaven. They're already there in terms of their spirits, they just needed to be lifted up yeah. and finish that process. So let's read some more about this process. This is in Apocalypse Revealed or Revelation Unveiled, 844 and 856. And these bold words at the beginning here are quoting the book of Revelation. Okay. Till the thousand years were completed. This is the part I get stuck on every time. Freaking out. But after that, it must be released for a little while. This symbolically means that this was the case for a while or for a period of time, thousand Mm -hmm. years, until people with truths springing from goodness were raised by the Lord into heaven, after which those meant by the dragon would for a short time be set loose and have a communication opened with those who were left." Right. Okay. Okay. Now here's another quote from the Bible. "...then when the thousand years have been completed Satan will be released from his prison." This symbolically means that after the Lord raised into heaven those who had previously been hidden away and protected in the lower earth, and the new Christian heaven was increased by their number, all those who had confirmed themselves in falsities of faith were let loose. When the thousand years had been completed means symbolically after the Lord raised into heaven those who previously had been hidden away and protected in the lower earth, the souls under the altar. Satan's being set loose from his prison means symbolically that those people were let go who had confirmed themselves in faith alone as regards their doctrine.
0: Right. And faith alone as regards their doctrine being, at the time, public enemy number one.
1: Right. This idea, which had been kind of distorted in some people's minds, as far as I understand it, into the idea that it completely doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you go out and kill 20 people every day. If you have faith, in Jesus as your Savior, you'll be lifted into heaven. Doesn't matter how you lived or treated other people, when that's not what Matthew twenty five and other scriptures say. It depends on how you treat other people. That's the how you treat the Lord kind of thing.
0: Well and there's there's all these subtleties that branch out from that that almost everyone is familiar with. If I say, religion, religion, does everybody love that? I mean (laughs) why 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 are some of you squirming? Like what Why wouldn't you love religion? We're talking about God. Why isn't everybody so happy to go into churches? This is because you find this, oh, we've got the faith, we've got the ideas, but there's no love, that I think, oh, because because I talk about Jesus when I do something bad, it's good because I'm talking about Jesus. Because Mm. I say that this is what God wants and this is to grab onto ideas or verbal markers or tags or whatever. It's the brand of my religion so I can do things that without that cover, we'd know we're wrong. That is a problem that continues to, to yeah. absolutely trash the human race.
1: That hypocrisy is such a turnoff to yeah. people. Yeah.
0: So, So this is this is the thing that you, we think of it on earth, but it's lurking in the spiritual world as well. Right. And threatening us there in a way that's more insidious than here because there you're m- almost more persuadable because of the state of of oh, being a spirit. true. That's know. right.
1: You're more affected by thoughts. Okay. So is there anything in the Bible about these two waves of people? Does it talk about them specifically? So
0: let's let's start to break those down. Um, there's, there's two waves that uh, go up during the Last Judgment, right? And so let's get, we, we've already mentioned them a bit, but would you just, what is wave number one and what is wave number okay. two? Okay,
1: I think of the first wave as being those who were hidden, and they were good people, they were already united with angels, they just needed a certain processing, but if the dragon was there, they just would have been toast or <laughs> right. whatever image you want to think of, but it wouldn't have been good. Well,
0: but you, but, you can certainly, sorry to cut you off, yeah. but you can certainly picture people who are good, but vulnerable to persuasion. Yeah. Uh, you, you know people like that.
1: Oh, they're sweethearts. So, you know, that's someone comes at especially somebody who they looked up to as a figure of authority or something, and is yes. coming at them hard and saying, no, it's this way. Yes. It, okay, I guess I'll go along with you or something. They were vulnerable. The second wave were people in the world of spirits. You remember Swedenborg said they were the people who were left, right? Yeah. So you move all this group up to right. heaven. Now you've got this other group that's left. But they hadn't fully sorted things out within themselves, and they weren't united with heaven yet. And so, interestingly, I think that second group actually benefited from the dragons. Right. It clarified for them whether they're with the dragon or against the dragon. They were sort of fence-sitters, I think.
0: Uh Uh-huh. You know? And this is the process of the spiritual world, is you become who you are uh, on the outside like you are on the inside. Yeah. Things get clear, and this is essential to how the whole spiritual world is set up. Right. So let's let's you, keep going. Uh,
1: you see a hint of this in Revelation 20, right? The, sure. uh, the Those two verses in there where it says, I also saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony to Jesus and for the word of God. I think these are the first group. They had not yep. worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So they moved up during that thousand years and were with the Lord. The rest of the dead, group number two, did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. They hadn't been processed yet.
0: And right, just in this little snippet, we pick up so much symbolic imagery that needs unpacking. I mean, mm. see, first of all, the, the souls under the altar. We mentioned there's, uh, there's an episode we did yeah, that's about right. them, right? These are those people that we talked about. But now, what's this uh, people who have been killed and, and w- what is all this stuff talking about?
1: Right. Well, beheaded seems to be a reference to people who were hated. In other words, this scorn and hate. Man, yeah. who's, who's better haters than religious hypocrites? <laughs> <No offense. laughs> like they're, they're good at no it, offense. Right? right? And reigning with Christ means connecting with God in useful service. And in, in wisdom and love. yeah. Uh, so they reign with Christ during that. They, they get to be one with the Lord and acting out those uh, good things.
0: Well, good because God. what is the reign of God? What's God doing when God gets to have the power that God wants to have? Right. It's not to exercise eminence and authority. It's to do helpful things to serve everyone. That's so right. You want to reign with God. Some people are this faith without love. One principle of that is, oh, cool, religion is a set of ideas that can become sort of a tool that could get it to the point where I'm way above the rest of the human race yeah. because they don't believe my awesome. religion or because I'm following it better or whatever. That ooh, that can like feed that primal urge to be the greatest person and everyone else is below me. Cool, man. That, so that's faith without love. But uh, how disappointed when you get there and realize, oh, God's... Well, I'll get in with God and then, then we'll all have this power. But, oh, God's power. What God does is <laughs> get down and serve people. Help people. <laughs> Humble service. Right. Bait and switch. For for more about that, also see our TV, sh- our uh, you know TV show, television program, news from heaven. News from heaven. We did a uh, an episode about it called "What Does It Mean to Reign with Christ?" Where we talk about mm. go on and on ad nauseum about this this very same thing. So now let's look at this second wave of people, and this is in Apocalypse Revealed 850. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were completed. This symbolically means that besides these just described, no others were raised into heaven until after the dragon was set loose. Oh. And they were then tried and examined to discover their character. Ah,
1: the fence sitters. Okay, you got to make up your mind.
0: We're talking about blockages in that beginning question. Oh, This good. is this major blockage in the, the digestive system of the human race. This is where we're supposed to all go after death. We get processed here, move into heaven and hell. But mm. these these people were causing this... Mm. It, they were gumming up the system, and this is why it was so important to get this result. The rest of the dead symbolized people who were rejected by those caught up in faith alone because they worshipped the Lord and lived in accordance with His commandments, but who had not yet been tried and examined to discover their, discover their ah, character. Ah, so they
1: were inwardly good people, but that just hadn't come out yet. Yes. It was right. kind of under the ashes somewhere.
0: For after their departure from the world, all people first come into the world of spirits, which is midway between heaven and hell. And there they are tried and examined, and in this way prepared the evil for hell and the good for heaven. The, the and that evil can are, happen at the same time. Yeah, yeah. they're prepa- even even the evil is like okay, we're gonna make sure there's a preparation. If this is where you want to go. We're gonna make sure you can go there. There's a process safe and sound. It is said of these that they did not live again; that is, they were not yet so conjoined with the Lord who is life and affiliated with angels in heaven as the first people were. That many of these were afterwards saved is apparent from verses twelve to fifteen in this chapter, where we're told that the book of life was also opened, and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So a lot of people were found had a book of life, and they, you know, were raised up and everything. Which again, we're not talking about. It's because your name is in a book. This this is a symbol of the life that you've lived. Yes. Right. And that you
1: were a good person. right. Right.
0: And you know, not like, okay, oh, I wish I was a good person, because then I would get to go to heaven, I wish I was in heaven, now I'm in hell. Being a bad person is loving hell. So, you're, yeah. you're, you you are rejecting it wholeheartedly because, right. well, because you, you, you like, bought into this false promise, which is that hell is better than heaven. Always no. in our minds, there's this little promise, like, hell is better than heaven. Say this thing right now, uh, you li- live uh, for self alone, there's always that there, like hell is better than heaven. Hell is better than heaven, but I think you can start to see the more hell you go and try, like this is in the long run, this is not better.
1: No, yeah, all right, so okay, that's right.
0: Now, how's that? There's a lot of information pumped in. Mm. Let's let it settle and process as we go through our correspondences meditation. Mm. So God does everything possible to remove blockage and get us into heaven. Whatever is in the way. And you can just think about a pipe that's blocked, but you could also think about if we're trying to get up somewhere and we don't have the propulsion means. If we don't have our wings, that can mean right. that can be a blockage from us getting there. What, I'm, cause I'm thinking of that. Cause I'm thinking about butterflies, which we're about to see some of. But oh. there's anything... That is keeping you from the state where you need to go. So, think about the feeling in your own life. I'm just trying to set up what we're going to have in our mind as we look at these images. Think about getting past something
1: like limitations, constriction, or yeah, yeah, stuckness.
0: Where and rising up wherever it. that's occurred in your life, could be a spiritually feeling thing, could just be a, oh, I was at the wrong spot in my job and then this felt, or, or I didn't know how to do this. And just that feeling, just have that in mind. Well, the power is that we're going to see these correspondential images of it. That we're saying, oh, the Bible is written in these correspondences where mm. you have these these figurative descriptions of spiritual things. Isn't that weird? That is how the whole physical world is. And the stuff we're about to see here, yes, it's physical stuff happening for physical reasons, but it's also a picture of the spiritual side. So as we picture ourselves getting lifted up into higher states, adding that to these images is a powerful thing. So let's vibe out for a minute and do that. That's you. That's what I should have said before this started. And seeing all these things. And seeing the horses get through that gate. And seeing the butterfly emerge. That's us. That's showing a picture of what goes on inside of us. So Mm. hopefully that got got something good going for you. All right. So we've heard our information. We've let it settle a little bit. I'd love to know, if you had to put the whole thing in a little nutshell, what would it Mm. be? What's the takeaway here?
1: Well, one piece of it to me, I guess, is just the the mercy and the wisdom of God to sort of know that this group doesn't need another test. They've been through enough already. Yeah. Let's let them go. Let's tie this up and let them go. And then the wisdom to realize that it will actually be beneficial. This is the answer to the conundrum that was bothering yeah. me early in the show. It'll actually be beneficial to let the dragon loose for a while, both because it helps the dragon get processed the dragon gets clear and attacks and then goes down to the lake of fire and all that. But it's also helpful to those people who were kind of sitting on the fence and maybe even weren't sure themselves and others weren't sure about them where they sat. And so that collision between those two actually clarified for both groups where they needed to be. So actually this bizarre story that makes no sense on the surface of it has this beautiful order and wisdom in it that the Lord knows exactly what He's doing. He's all on top of the timing and the sequence of it and everything. So that's a long takeaway, but no. that's what I'm thinking. It's
0: beautiful. I love it. That, so that, that's exactly right. And I know you started that with um, mercy, You know, mm-hmm. talking about mercy. Hopefully the Lord shows us some mercy now because it's time <laughs> for the elevator pitch. Okay, this is how the game is played. I mean, the the topic should already be in. The the scenario imagined Mm. is we're stepping onto an elevator. Uh, The the person whose turn it is has 60 seconds to explain some concept that's near and dear to their heart about Swedenborg. Not only explain it, but tell the other person why it's relevant to Mm. their life. Just like we've been spending this episode trying to tell people why the story of the devil in a thousand years is relevant to your life. So, oh, do you want to go first or second? We don't have a coin this time. I'll yeah. go first. Okay, great. First is the worst. Let's elevator go. <laughs> okay, so what the, what have you all chosen for Dr. Okay. Jonathan Rose today? Sal- hey, salvation. Oh, that's it. Okay, an easy. One. Okay, right.
1: easy peasy.
0: <laughs> all right, thanks to Pete for that one, mm. and uh, we're going to give a little countdown here. I've just stepped onto an elevator, and I say, hey, aren't you Dr. Jonathan Rose? Well, all this Swedenborg stuff, I don't know about it, but what do you think about salvation? Mm. Here we go.
1: There are a lot of crazy ideas about salvation out there, ideas that if you just have a certain thought or you decide something, you get saved. But actually the thing that we need to be saved from is bad habits, bad attitudes, bad thoughts about ourselves, about other people, craziness that goes on inside you, you know. Uh, We need to be saved from those things. And that's not an instantaneous process. There's a rumor going around that you can be saved kind of instantly, even at the hour of death. But the fact is, you can't change your thinking that quickly. Swedenborg says it's actually a process that takes place over time, and we need to participate in it in both changing our behaviors and then working on changing our thoughts and feelings and treating other people better and so on. So gradually you start the siphoning process where you start to enjoy treating other people well. You no longer want to abuse them and and mistreat them and you start to move away from that stinking thinking into the light and the love of God.
0: Woo! Good on you. That was (laughs) great. You were on a roll, holy roll. Uh, That's, yeah, that's salvation to a T, man. Um, the, I, uh, both the rebuffing of Theological sort of concepts, but also the selling of what is it actually doing for you? Mm. A- and, and how to, could this possibly fit into something that, um, that justifies the existence that, that we have to go through to get it? Mm. You know, so Very mm. good. Very fun. All okay, right. I'm sold. Hey, guess what? We just stepped back on that same elevator. Oh, yeah. Okay, but good. We've forgotten all about our previous <laughs> conversation, and now the tables have been turned. What's going right. to be the one that Curtis has to deal with today? The remnants. Okay, the remnants. thank you, all Sean, right. and let's go right now. <coughs> Life can seem really bad sometimes, but it's not all bad. I mean, there's not a single person who's ever existed that doesn't have some experience. Maybe it's in their childhood and little snippets here and there of what love really is and to feel protected and to feel safe and to feel hopeful and to feel joyful and the things that make up sort of the holy, warm core uh, of life and the things that is the birthright for every human being to, to really experience and, and be immersed in the life God would want for us. The, Providence has the utmost care around making sure that you've got, no matter what you've been through and what scars mm. and what uh, terrible experiences you may have around it, that's in there. And it, Or if, even if you've chosen a bunch of stuff that's harmful yourself, that's still in there, and that's God's secret weapon, because the things we go through in life, when they're trying to tear us down and when we're trying to tear ourselves down, God can pull that out and say, Remember what life really is. Remember the the things we can do together, and this is what I can give you, and I love you. So that's the remnant. Wow.
1: Okay, that was good. Great. Great. I think I
0: need a moment. <laughs> okay, so guys, my <laughs> that that could have been way worse. Both of them. That was just, no, that was beautiful. That was very so, moving. we survived another week, and <sighs> uh, thank you all for the chance to to do that. So let's now. That's good fun. Good questions. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, good questions, we, we had you guys answer a question at the yeah. beginning of the show, and now we want to hear your answers to it. We're going to have them on screen in our next section. But first, how do you think we do these shows? I mean, how do you think we have the resources? I've always wondered. Yeah, right? Well, it turns out it's because all of you have been supporting us. Here's oh. a little bit about how you can help us as a nonprofit be able to make media production possible. Please consider joining our community of sustaining supporters by going to otle.causevox.com and setting up a recurring monthly donation at a value of your choice. Any amount helps. Our sustaining supporters are the backbone of what we do at Off the Left Eye and allow us to continue to create high quality programming that nourishes thousands every week around the globe. Your help makes a difference. Okay we said we were going to. Uh, It's time to melt the ice and see what you all had to say. This was the icebreaker question. What has helped to remove blockage and allow you to rise up into a higher state of mind? Mm. And here's the answers. So, learning to have and believe in faith, Is Bonnie. Nice. Meditation and prayer have helped me remove blockages and feel closer to God. Mm. So those like sacred experiences. That's right. Knowledge and understanding. The more I gain, the better I can see myself. Oh, I like this. A, a, a lamp to my feet. The, the more, I, I totally. The more that you learn, the more you can identify. Naming the animals. That I, Oh, this thing that I just thought, like it's not a real problem. Now I get what it is. You know? Yeah, yeah. When my mom died, within a year after that, I had studied a lot of NDEs as part of my bachelor's. And then I had an awakening. So I knew a lot of things taught were false. So
1: nice so the way one yeah. set of information can replace another sure sure that's great for me meditating on the nature of divine providence helps me to see the larger picture and regain my faith yes a specific thought about providence i like that shunning evils
0: as sin sounds archaic but has been magic for me well and that's that. So that you know Twedenborg translation which i i some of those can stick with you real good and that's you just, good you gotta that's get right. that yeah.
1: time has helped me remove blockage time is very healing but I think it's the worst at times. Yeah, (laughs) it's sort of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Tell myself there's a good intention from God behind everything. I just can't see it now, but soon it will be revealed in a magical way. I like that one a lot, too. If you can build that trust, equity, you know? That's right. That's
0: tough, but it really pays off. As soon as I started paying attention to how I treat other people in every instance, I realized how much selfish tendencies I had, which enabled me to start to make improvements. Yeah, the, the Swedenborg has this, this hilarious concept, which is the first, the how you start charity, or goodwill to other people, is to to acknowledge that you're nothing but evil. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys hear that? That, that you're nothing but evil. That, and, and this is, no, you're not nothing but evil. But in a sense, that, that particular sense of like, m- m- I am the most important thing, which leads to this sense of separateness, There, that, that thing is always just... Chock full it of kind of takes the
1: ego a little bit aside. It takes the
0: <laughs> ego right, a- and right. I've always found that to be a joyful experience when mm. I can identify it and think, "Oh yeah, that thing is." It just you think it's like, "Oh woe is me," but I don't take it that way. I take it as like, "Ah, this weight is lifted. I'm seeing things clearly, and I don't have to. I don't have to feel like, oh 'Oh, I- I'm.' Th- I can identify this part that causes me all this grief of of feeling wanting to feel better than other people and all this stuff." Oh, I don't have to have that around. Like, yeah. It's it's awesome. At least
1: you don't have to run by it, or there's a place you can go that isn't that. Yes. A, yes, don't have yeah, to be you run to by live it. live in a different center. And
0: don't have to take it that seriously. Don't have to feel like my destiny is tied up in it. Like, it's yeah. there, but it it isn't me. It's right. just a, it's just the, the f- soles of my feet, you know? A
1: friend of mine used to say, don't take yourself personally.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, like and subscribe if you wouldn't mind. This is how, again, we do well on the YouTube. Not that we're doing well, but we could at some point. The, hey, <laughs> this, it is going to be a packed uh, week or two here with oh, a lot I'm of excited. cool stuff. Tell me, Because tell me. of the support you guys have been giving us, we're able to continue to create great programming, or what we feel like is great programming. And it's going to start with News from Heaven. We have on Thursday, which is an episode, What Gives You Eternal Life? Wow. And I'm not talking about, like, what practices, but, like, literally what mechanism gives nice. you eternal life. And then is, on Saturday, is God really in a book? which is sort of the question we've been asking oh, here, but gosh. digging down is how, how do you get away with Why is Swedenborg, who has so many modern-sounding ideas, even though he was writing all the time, why does he dra- keep dragging the Bible into this? Right. What role does that play in all that? So then we have our short mm. clips. We did a poll. You all answered. How do you stop negative self-talk, and can evil spirits act through people that is what we're gonna focus on Wednesday and Friday. Next Monday we have our question panel show, good question, where we'll we'll do nothing but take what's on your mind, put it on our mind, and have a good discussion around it. And then the Monday after that we're gonna get to travel across the pond uh, because so I, I recently got to speak at a conference in London called the Conference for Consciousness and Human Evolution and they were kind enough to let us take the footage of that talk which I and a number of team members prepared very much for and we're going to get to look at the why is everything a cellular blueprint to life. So how the motivations nice. based on Swedenborg's idea of the, the categories of love, how the motivations we bring into things affects our whole experience in them, and how our own bodies are already teaching us how we need to think about things to be most happy. Wow. Yeah, so that's all coming up Can't and it's, wait. it's all thanks to all of you uh, taking this journey with us. So. Appreciate it very much. Thanks Dr. Jonathan Rose for hanging out. We'll see you guys very soon. Swedenborg and Life Live is Curtis Childs, host and showrunner with co-host Jonathan Rose. Livestream Tech and Graphics by Stuart Farmer and Matthew Childs. Show writing and chat moderation by Karin Childs and Chelsea Odner.